1: He can't – if he doesn't log on, he can't prove otherwise, so – Copyright infringement brought to you by whoever Blue Wire decides to put in here. Uh, we are Touchlines and Touchdowns Podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football, football mashup podcast. Uh, some, you know, we're semi related, maybe licensed, maybe owned, nobody really knows by the Touchline Media Group. Um, unfortunately, our dear leader, Quiggy, a.k.a. Asa, will not be joining us for this episode because uh, he may or may not have pooped his pants. And since he's not here to defend himself, I think it is now canon that he pooped his pants. Uh, I will be filling in. I am Greg, a.k.a. The Stump, a.k.a. Napoleon Greg. Uh, We will be joined today by longtime friends of the pod, Jonathan and Nick, to talk all about the Dumb shit that happened in the NFL this week, and and uh, you know if there's any dumb shit that happened in college, we can talk about that too. But first, uh, we want to remind you that we are brought to you by whoever Blue Wire decides to put in here as our sponsor. Uh, it has been Canada, it has been BioNTech, it has been mostly Indeed, um, and we're also brought to you by the Smith Workforce Management Group who uh, you can use for all of your NIL, employment law, construction law. And I I don't know if it's criminal law or not. He keeps adding that part in and then taking it back out. So I don't know if he's just like, as the whims of the case go on, he decides he's going to be, whether he's going to do criminal law or not that week. But uh, how are you guys doing today? We are recording on Sunday. We are recording during the middle of Mike McCarthy, again, not knowing how to manage the clock. So uh, whatever happens in that Chief steelers game, you know, we have no idea. And then whatever ends up happening in Rams-Cardinals, uh, you know, if anything good happens, we predict it. If anything bad happens, that's just kind of what we do in terms of having poor timing. Uh, how are you guys doing today?
0: I'm doing pretty good, Greg. Thanks for, thanks for having us on tonight to talk about all, all things reckless happening in the NFL and in, and across college sports.
1: So I think the big news, well, obviously the wildcard weekend is the big news. Uh, how do you guys feel about them stretching it across to Monday? So it's just three days of pretty solid, ball uh, action.
2: Well, I like having another game, but... I mean, you, you know what we're getting so far. I mean, like you look at last year and this year, like there's some teams that look, are playing like they don't belong in the playoffs, really. So weird. That's not great. Kind of watering down the playoffs.
1: I was going to say, when you let in half the league, all of a sudden there's some bad teams make the playoffs. Funny how that works. Rob
2: Manfred. Yeah, you're not really seeing the parody. You're just seeing the the bad teams are just getting beat down. I don't know what the Patriots' excuse was, though.
1: Yeah, Nick and I—it was,
0: it was just too damn cold, Nick. They weren't—they weren't used—they weren't used, were used to uh, a level of New England cold, but they weren't quite used to an upstate New York cold. And, uh, I mean, it, it, guard was Mac
2: Jones wearing a, enough layers? I think he was layered up uh, pretty good.
1: Well, I think the problem is, according to Bart Scott, uh, Mac Jones did not take Viagra before the game, so his blood wasn't circulating well enough. Did you guys see that on, on Get Up? Nick, maybe you
2: sent that to us. Well, yeah, I think he would need, like, a lot more yeah. Viagra than <laughs> to get on Josh Allen's level.
1: Uh, I, Yeah, I don't... I know Josh Allen doesn't play very well in snow, I think it is, but I don't understand how... With the way he plays the game, I don't understand how anybody's ever gonna beat him in sub zero temperature. I mean, that that kid is a hoss. Taking that man down has to be impossible.
0: Yeah, like Yeah, go ahead. The worst thing about playing in those extreme cold is is like getting tackled and hitting the earth really hard. And as a defender, you're not expecting like the other team's quarterback to put you into the earth like that. It is like it like sucks. And I honestly think that was the big issue, watching like, the sideline and, and watching, watching just like, the, the, um, the way the, the players on the Patriots were carrying themselves yesterday. Those dudes couldn't wait for the season to end. They were like, if, if it means ever having to play in temperatures this cold ever again, I would rather just quit. And I, I think that was the look on people's face was like, truly, hey, I don't want to play anymore. Uh, we're getting pummeled into the earth, like they're they're running circles around us. And also, it's just really cold. I want to go home. Uh, and and I think that started to show, especially toward the end of that game.
1: Yeah, some some Vontae Vonte Davis ass faces. I think I think John brings up a good point. Usually, when you get a clear line on the quarterback and you think that you've got you know five six yards of steam in order to hit him, most of the time that guy's either going to just go down on his own or he's going to crumble pretty easily. And if the alternative is Josh Allen puts, you know, 260 pounds directly into your skull, uh, I, I don't know if I want to be playing during that either.
0: Yeah. And, and that's just like, that's just being a mountain folk. Like he's just built different, you know, he's right. made, made, like, he's, he's built like a, an old timey quarterback, like truly like a person who like played with a leather head in. And, like, stopped his his career so he could, like, do a duty with the Marines. He's just built different. Yeah. And,
1: and Mac Jones is uh, still getting used to New England winters. This is probably the first time he's ever been above the Mason-Dixon line, you know, when it's under 50-degree weather, knowing all the Alabamians I know. Uh, they don't usually like to venture north if they can help it.
2: Well, they just waited. The Patriots just waited way too long to unleash uh, Kendrick Bourne.
1: That, yeah, that's that's got to be it. Uh, when they had nothing else to lose, then all of a sudden they were tr- willing to try everything. Uh, so Nick and I, Nick and I are doing some, um, you know, some playoff contests where you have to pick one guy from every team, and wow. I feel safe in saying that that's the most we're going to be wrong about a game this entire playoff, uh, and it was the second one.
2: Yeah, we got we got dusted with our Patriots investment there.
1: Yeah, Patriots uh, investment fading uh Devin Singletary, fading Dawson Knox just was not, not a good idea.
0: <laughs> and are uh, you done after this first round or do you get to keep playing throughout the entire playoffs?
1: So you it's you pick one guy from uh, you can only pick one guy from every team, and it's Nick, what is it, quarterback? two running backs, two wide receivers, three flexes, tight end, kicker, defense. So it should, if I'm doing that right, that should add up to 14 teams. So you basically hard fade two teams. Don't pick anybody from that. And then you have to kind of guess guys that are going to go off in the like first and second rounds, but whose teams are going to lose. For example, uh, we decided to not draft the Raiders kicker, uh, Dan Carlson. And, uh, I, don't know, I think he put up like 15 points, which for a kicker, that's a, that's a pretty solid two-score game. And uh, we incorrectly faded that.
2: Yeah, he had more points. He ended up with more points than uh, Waller and Renfro. Great. Dude.
1: Great. <laughs> Love when that happens. Uh, I think the other big news besides that, and I'm sure that this is going to keep coming up on the podcast until somebody makes a decision. Uh, John Harbaugh. Not John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, I'm a horrible Michigan fan. Um, so do we think, I guess, Nick, do you think the Raiders are going to retain, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Uh,
2: Rich Rich Bisaccia.
1: Bisaccia? I keep calling him Biscotti, and I know that's wrong. Uh, do you think, A, will they retain him? B, do you think he's earned it?
2: Um, I don't think they will retain him. So I think they will make a real effort to hire Jim Harbaugh. <sighs>
1: That'll be interesting. I think, so there's a couple of things. I, I think we said this in, in group chats. Uh, I don't know. The later this goes, I feel like the more likely it is that Harbaugh stays. I think that, you know, whether or not it's for his own personal gain, I think he has an idea of where he'd like to leave Michigan. Cause I think he does recognize that, you know, whatever happens next year and the year after, whether or not he's in charge will also kind of reflect on his, Legacy. And if you leave, you know, the second week of February and leave whoever the, I guess you hope that Michigan hires internally and they can just be, uh, you know, continue with what you were doing. Otherwise, just uh, you're leaving them in the lurch. And then it's also with the Raiders, like if you don't retain him, and then what happens if you strike out on a hardball? Who, like, I really like Flores. I don't know how you guys feel about Brian Flores, but I think that probably right now he's the best available coach.
2: Uh, there's, like a lot of, there's like a lot of openings, though. Flores yeah. might be able to pick where he wants to go. That's what well,
0: I'm saying. And I think the, the timing for the Raiders right now to find a new coach is certainly much better than the timing for University of Michigan would be should that, that circumstance present itself. I am, I am curious how certain things like the Schlissel firing at the highest level and, and kind of what that would mean for, for a Harbaugh staying. And then there's, there's the new de- defensive end coach and, and what that might mean as well. Um, but I think if, if you're the Raiders right now, you're a team that has probably like the coolest value proposition in sports. If you're a start from scratch franchise, you have that awesome stadium, you, you have the ability to kind of grant someone with kind of that, that football czar or, or GM coach type role that that group was dealing with right you already have the president there it's a it's an appealing offer and especially in a place like with good weather and then uh a top 15 quarterback or whatever whatever, whatever <laughs> on, on David Carr, but um I, I certainly think they're going to kick the tire and, and send the private jet out to Ann Arbor if they haven't already
1: yeah I mean that's what I was getting at with the timing with with Harbaugh leaving you know a college program in the middle of, I guess, middle of January or early part of February, um, unless you're hiring within, you're kind of screwing the continuity of recruiting, which is a lot different than, you know, just hiring a guy to the Raiders who gets one less month of prep for the, for the draft, uh, which might not even matter
0: because he's coming from college anyway. Yeah. The, the idea of someone getting hired as a, as a coach in, in early February, and then turning something around one year later into a New York Six Bowl, that would would just be – that would be absurd to think about someone getting hired in February in the Big Ten and then having to turn something around into a a 10-win season, maybe winning the Peach Bowl or something. (laughs) Mel Tucker. (laughs) I don't know. It's been done before,
1: Greg. Right, but you have to spend $95 million in order to get that Mel Tucker season, right? Jim Harbaugh you can get for – What's he making, $4.5 million this year? Come on, it's a value proposition at that point. It's the same thing as uh, what Nick Nick tweeted out earlier today about having to pay Derek Carr, top 15 NFL quarterback, $33 million, and whether or not you want to pay that with the team that he has around him. Which, uh, Nick, I don't know if you want to expand on that further or not, but I, I tend to agree with Nick uh, where we don't necessarily – waiting for the exact – team that you need to be around a quarterback before you invest in a quarterback uh, might not be the best way to have sustained suce- success.
2: Uh, Nicky, well, yeah, there? I mean, they've already, they've already been in the playoffs with Carr. I mean, I, I just feel like there's no reason for the Raiders to get away from him unless uh, you know, they could get Aaron Rodgers or something, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy like that they could upgrade uh from Derek Carr which is not really being talked about and there's nobody like in the draft not that the Raiders are even picking high enough um but there's nobody in the draft you would you would rather really have as your quarterback next year
1: they don't still have the uh the Bears picks for the next decade
2: uh yeah they probably do uh no 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 I think the Giants uh because the Bears traded up for fields last year so the Giants the Giants have the Bears pick next year
1: I thought the giant. I thought the Bears sent the picks to the Raiders for Khalil Mack. How long ago was that? Well,
2: yeah, but that's that's been. It's already been. Oh Jesus! All right, we're just getting old. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that. So, how how crazy do you guys actually think this quarterback carousel is going to end up being? Because the rumors are obviously flying that we're going to have. You know, Ben's retiring. Rogers is considering moving. Maybe the Vikings move on from uh, Kirk Cousins if they can, you know, trick somebody into taking that contract or any of that shit. I've, I have a feeling that this is going to be a heavily talked about quarterback carousel that ends up being remarkably disappointing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that could that could definitely happen because it's like so Carolina and Denver are the big mm-hmm. ones that need you know, a new quarterback, right? Um, I think
1: that they're a quarterback away, yeah.
2: But, like, um, I think what people are forgetting about Green Bay is that Green Bay has Aaron Rodgers signed for next season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I think they should just sign him to an extension. You know, I, I don't see why they they would be trading him now. Rodgers, and then they can, and yeah.
0: Unless and then they Devon really loved the way looked against the Lions and, and thought that that was what they wanted to handle long-term, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. It's, it, the, the Aaron Rodgers is scared of the Lions, uh, so he's asking to be traded to the 49ers. And yeah. then, you know, who knows what's going to happen to Jimmy G? That, that, yeah, you but
2: know, you can ask to be traded. It doesn't mean the, what, is, what do the Packers get out of trading Aaron Rodgers to another team?
1: I think that's an addition by subtraction at this point, which is not to say anything about his play. It's just to say, like, you don't have to turn on SportsCenter on Monday morning and be like, what the fuck other dumb shit did my hippie-ass quarterback say this weekend?
2: Okay, but he's about to win the MVP, and they're, uh, you know, they have the bye, so they're Uh, two games away from the. He's a jerk.
1: Did you not hear this? He's a jerk. He's not winning MVP. Impossible. (laughs)
2: Well, I'm just saying they own his rights and they own uh, Devontae Adams as well because they have the franchise tag with him for next year. So I think people who are like, oh, this is the last dance for the Packers. I mean, I could easily see the Packers running it back. And these other teams, I think they're getting.
1: You guys know who isn't a jerk? This sponsor.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check.
1: That was so bad that I hope Ace is proud when he has to edit this later. Uh, I I mean, I tend to agree with Nick, especially in terms of – I mean, I know there's a lot more player empowerment, maybe not in the NFL as opposed to other leagues, but at the same time you have Devontae Adams and you have Aaron Rodgers signed for another year. And unless these guys go and completely toxic nuke the uh, locker room, there is no incentive to trade – like Aaron Rodgers can go sleepwalk his way to – a top ten quarterback, a top five quarterback, I, I don't know why you would get rid of them,
2: but like what can he do that was crazier than what he did last off season and they didn't trade him it's like he already he already did everything he could like he showed he has no leverage basically
1: <laughs> yeah, between that and uh you know playing the whole team with hostage with his vaccination status for a week uh I think he might be kind of stuck in stuck in his ways um. But that, I mean, that's kind of disappointing just in terms of not Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, which, you know, I think we're all kind of in agreement is going to happen, but the possibility of having like one of those wild off seasons where, you know, total tonal shift when quarterbacks move around and then it ends up just being like, well, Rodgers got an extension. Jimmy G got a prove me deal. Uh, Kirk Cousins is still farting around in, in Minnesota. Uh I guess the biggest one's going to end up being what happens in Pittsburgh. Freaking Denver.
2: Well, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Denver, and Carolina are the ones I'm most interested in. I mean, if Carolina even ends up getting to do something, if they just, like, stick with Sam Darnold, that'll just be, like, laughable.
1: I don't um, think they're going to stick with – so I didn't include Carolina. I don't know what their cap space is like, but I don't think they're going to stick with Darnold. But I think that they're going to do something – uh, dumb and sign like somebody to like a one-year deal or something that we've all completely forgot, like Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston. I don't know how long Jameis' contract is, but just, yeah,
0: yeah he can, we'll, we'll give him a year to prove himself.
2: And, oh my God, if they yeah. sign Jameis
0: Winston. Wow. We have a sense, too, of of um, the balance between signing a really stupid free agent quarterback versus drafting a really stupid quarterback. You know, and, and which teams are, are just going to kind of give up for a year and completely uh, just ruin some some poor Kenny Pickett career or something along those lines. Because honestly, like, I, I think Kenny Pickett has is, is just been built for the Steelers, and I, I would be shocked if he doesn't end up there. Oh, um, yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah,
1: I like that. Well, especially Pitt in, the, in Heinz Field. I think he's a little bit – he might be a little too showy for the Steelers, though. Uh, he likes to sling, and they've got away from Ben slinging more and more. So they might, especially considering they need, like, Oh, come, on, come
0: on,
2: but they have, but they have, no, they're built to sling now because they have no, no O-line and they have Claypool no and Deontay yeah. Johnson. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but they have no O-line in terms of a 400-pound quarterback that can just take hit after hit after hit. I don't know if Kenny Pickett's doing that.
0: Or just fake slide his way on. I think yeah, um, exactly, if, exactly. I mean, if we're doing like hometown picks, I think that's a good one. Uh, what's his name?
1: That's,
0: that's, just, that's just the reality of Rust Belt football. It's like it's not the best player on the board. It's the best player on the board who can sell sell a ton of jerseys and get people in the seats and like get a whole bunch of like pretty upset people to believe in their team again. And and that's why like Kenny Pickett to the Steelers, uh, a team that is like not in the pits, but like for them. This was probably like the most disappointing wild card season you could have, uh, and and I feel like that that's just uh, Google remind me in a few months when this happens, you know. <laughs> well, like they only made the playoffs this year
2: because Baltimore had so many injuries. Like Baltimore fell apart
1: totally <laughs> because Brandon Staley took a timeout. Duh.
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of like hometown picks kind of like that um I, we've said this multiple times in this podcast and in group chats aiden hutchinson's the lions uh seems almost like a lock at number two i think uh carolina might look at malik willis uh the oh they
2: should they should they should yeah liberty
1: kid yeah especially with the like kind of success that teddy bridgewater had last year um He'd
2: be better than Darnold and Cam Newton and Walker.
1: I mean, it can't, it can't be worse, right? I guess you can't. <laughs> I, I say that, and then like Adam Gase's ears perk up somewhere. He's like, "No, watch this, bitch." Um, uh, yeah, I think that I think those ones are all kind of uh, in the cards. I guess if Malik Willis has to fall to Carolina, the other ones kind of seem like uh, they're almost preordained. Uh, so. We have the possibility of having some stupidity this offseason, maybe not all of it, but you know that that's what sustains us
2: as football fans. Is Pitts is um is is Kenny Pickett? I mean, is he getting to Pittsburgh in the draft? No, I
0: mean, people are saying he'll be top five. Pittsburgh would need uh to trade into that. They're they actually saying, Nick, that uh uh your your New York football giants are, are opening at him.
1: Oh, okay. I don't know if that's a bad... Oh, that's an excited fan. Yeah, I don't know if that's a bad fit, though. Uh, I think the, the funniest one, no matter where he ends up, is always going to be Matt Corral, because Matt Corral is just like a running back who's kind of okay at throwing the ball, and he's going to frustrate
0: the absolute hell out of some offensive coordinator. Yeah, without a doubt, the funniest place for Matt Corral to end up is is the place where all, all, all uh, good key quarterbacks end up, and that is the Washington football team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, would, it would just be truly wonderful for them to be a uh, uh, just wait until he's healthy type of franchise for another what four years five years.
1: Well, he also just kind of seems like uh, Tyler Henneke, but slightly better. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what the NFL drafts all about, right? it I
0: think that's slightly better.
1: I think the I, one of the funniest places for him to head, to end up would be if uh, they. You know, the Steven Ross ends up deciding to screw with Tua more and drafts like the wildcat quarterback that always looks like he's about to break out, but it's never quite talented enough to take that step.
2: Yeah, I could, I, I definitely don't think Tua is starting next year.
1: That's, I, I don't, I mean, Nick's better analyzing, you know, actual players than I am, but I've never thought that he looked. When They gave him extended time to get comfortable. He ever looked that bad? It's absolutely mind blowing to me that they're not just like I guess it's because they've been like uh sneakily competitive for two years that they ha- they can't just hand the keys to him and then see what happens. But
2: it's all oh, it's felt very unfair to two. I mean, I might be wrong. I think, um, like I don't know, this the the version there's been a lot of leaks coming out of Miami the last you know, a week or so after Flores being fired. But so, like, what I kind of believe happened is that, is that Ross, like, like, Flores wanted Herbert. He didn't want Tua. And, and Ross uh, sided with the whoever in the organization wanted <laughs> Tua. And then, you know, the whole, the whole thing was poisoned from that.
1: Yeah, I I always kind of assume I guess I always kind of assume because this happened this week, but um, you know I thought Flores's firing was pretty indicative of the Tua sit or I guess the Tua situation was indicative of Flores's firing because you know you can make your team surprisingly competitive for two years in a row, but if you're gonna fuck around with the thirty million dollar a year or whatever I don't know what like, NFL rookies get paid anymore. But like the guy that's supposed to be the face of the franchise, that's that's never gonna go well for you. Uh,
0: yeah, they also
2: said they also said Flores told Tua during this season at some point that he wished the team would have selected would have listened to him and picked Mac Jones this year. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
1: That uh, or traded. So I guess now we know who was pushing the Deshaun Watson rumors.
2: Because that was always going to be dumb as shit. Well, well, apparently Ross really wanted. No matter what Adam Schefter has tweeted about it recently, um, uh, the owner really wanted uh, Watson, that's, and, uh, and was pushing and was pushing for Watson.
1: So that I mean that's kind of funny, just because the latest thing I saw, and I, again I have no idea how true this is, but that Deshaun has had conversations with Flores about reunite or not reuniting, uniting somewhere uh, that's got the cap space or whatever the, the draft capital to trade for him. Uh, and then I'd, I'd just love for Brian Flores to be like, yeah, no, that rumor was Steven Ross the whole time. I, I never wanted him. I just, I want him now, but I didn't, I didn't want him last year. Uh, Nick, not to cause you a heart attack, but the last place I saw that ru- rumored un- unition, you Whatever I don't know how to pronounce that word uh, was the New York Football
2: Giants. I mean, I mean that would be that would be fine. <laughs> their, their, team would, their team would be a lot better with those guys
1: <laughs> until the district court makes a ruling.
2: Well, I mean, you know, it's like Stephen Ross said: all, all your deals for Watson have to be <laughs> you have to make them with the provision that. You get the draft <laughs> picks back if, uh, if the ruling <laughs> is you know, going away or whatever you
0: he want. Is, is he's really yeah. worth the legal fees that, that you went through in order to make that contract work out. One mm. of the best.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I heard the back half of that about the legal fees. Aspects to make that contract work, work one of the best. That's all I got. That's
0: all you. Need. I won't lie. I, I won't lie. I was not expecting this um, this Cowboys 49ers game to get remotely interesting, and and here we are at, at the two minute drill, and um, it's like a, it's a real football game. So. And
1: Mike Mike McCarthy with three timeouts and two minutes to go.
2: Well, yeah, so I, I have a lot riding on the 49ers' money line, but don't worry about it, guys. I properly hedged a long time ago, so we're, we're good no matter what happens here.
1: Proud of you. It's always a good idea to take a proper hedge. ESPN is saying San Francisco still has an 84% chance to win, which is just a remarkable indictment of
2: Mike <laughs> Oh, yeah, Yahoo, Yahoo scoring still thinks the um, Patriots have a 37% chance of winning.
1: Uh, no, the Patriots are dead and, and buried, Yahoo Sports. <laughs> Josh Allen put a shoulder through him, and they immediately crumbled. Uh, all right, well, you guys have any predictions for any dumb shit that's going to happen in Chiefs, Steelers, or Rams, Cardinals? How, how many yards do we think that uh, Mahomes is going to drop on that Steelers' defense? 300, 400, 700?
2: Um, definitely more in the 300 or less range, I would think, especially in a, in a game script where the, you know, if the chiefs blow him out, I think it'll be a lot of Daryl Williams, the mentor.
1: I I think that's probably the right call. Uh, I think that we're going to, I also think that we're going to watch Ben go out with not to, not to
2: say oh, big, big Deontay game.
1: No, I think he's gonna go out with a Peter. He's just gonna try. Like, it's gonna be the end of the line for him, and it's gonna be real sad.
2: Like that part. So, it's pitch. so funny that he like gets to have a Kobe game like three weeks in a row, and, and like he's just gonna like like two weeks ago they let him throw almost fifty times, and he had like the lowest yardage of anyone <laughs> to
0: ever throw that many times. I mean, they were basically handoffs for half of them. I, like, how many of them actually like went more than four yards? Uh, it's just really hard to to look at that nine seven and one. I know that a team that that managed to tie the the Lions is playing in the playoffs tonight, and a team that managed to to lose to the Lions is playing tomorrow. I I think to like turn this whole circle, it it just kind of shows that that these playoffs um. Man, they're they're letting a lot of teams in there that that just aren't aren't very good, and I I think that we can expect to see some some pretty lopsided results again, like like we did earlier today, and like we did yesterday as well.
2: Wow, look at John bringing up uh, the Lions and Steelers tying the the Mason Rudolph truthers will never recover from this podcast. <laughs>
1: My takeaway from John's analysis there was that the Lions got snubbed out of the playoffs. So thank you to our guests, John and Nick, for joining us. Uh, you can find Nick on Twitter at Electric Snuff. Uh, Jonathan might leave the internet this weekend, might not. It's really up to him. You can find me at Mister Mojo Rising eighty uh, nine, and you can find all of us. But really, Asa's kind of uh, you know co opted as his own at our Mothership podcast, or not podcast, Twitter, at TLS underscore N underscore TDS on twitter.com. For everything that you just feel like yelling into the void at, send it all to that account and make sure you tag Asa. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks again.
0: Podcast Network.